Are you wandering in the wilderness? Or are you a voice in the wilderness? Welcome to the Revival Cry podcast. This is your host, Eric Miller. Isaiah 40 verse 3 says, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you to use the voice God has given you to make Jesus famous. Every week, we will share principles from the Word of God, interviews, and encouragement in order to strengthen your voice. Thank you for joining me today. And now here is today's podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Revival Cry. This is your host, Eric Miller. We're so grateful to all of our listeners. Maybe you're listening on Mango Radio or maybe on our podcast or watching our YouTube channel. Praise God. If you don't mind, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or to our podcast and leave a comment. Let us know how this Every week, these messages and interviews are blessing you, and let us know where you're listening from. It's always amazing to me how people are listening and how the Lord is using this to impact their lives. Listen, this week, I am sharing with you an interview that I did just recently with One Voice magazine. I was interviewed by Joyce, and I know you're going to be blessed by this, and Please make sure to check out their online ministry magazine. I'll leave the links on our podcast and YouTube channel and even on our Facebook page as well. So before we do that, I'm going to play a little song, an old revival song we used to sing all the time called I Will Never Be the Same Again. And right after that, we'll follow up with our interview. God bless you as you listen.
Hello everyone! Once again, welcome to Table Talk. This is Joyce and for today we have a special guest. <laughs> I am here right now at Fire School Ministry in Davao and my guest is Kuya Eric and yeah. I will let him introduce himself to you guys. Awesome! It's so nice to see you all. Well, I can't really see you, but it's great to be here with Joyce and be able to talk about I believe revival. Time. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Actually, it's in your shirt. It says Revival Cry International. Yeah. <laughs> so what is Revival Cry International, if so, you don't mind me asking? Yeah, sure. We left the Philippines in February 2020 mm -hmm. to just go to the States for three months. Mm -hmm. We ended up getting stuck there, and we just came back at the end of 2022 in December. And during that time, the after the first year... I was in a worship service, and they were singing this song, and it was called War Cry. War Cry. And then during the song, I saw the Lord take the word war, remove it, and put the word revival cry. Ooh. And then I heard the Lord say this. Many people have been wandering in the wilderness of, you know, what what's going on? Mm -hmm. COVID, you know, all this isolation and challenge many people been wandering in the wilderness but i want them to become a voice in the, in the wilderness. wilderness wow so that was a clear call for us that it became our the name of our ministry and i think it's the heart of what we really have carried for all the years that we lived here in the philippines which is about 20 years Wow, you, they've been here for 20 years. Yeah. Wow. But um, yeah, I actually uh, met Kuya Eric way, way back mm -hmm. in 2018 in Uprising Davao. And um, yeah, it's good that you're back here. I, oh, yeah. I, we're friends on Facebook. I did see that you were stuck in the U.S. But I think it was, you know, God moving for you to be yeah. there in that time and season. Yep. Yep. And Kuya Eric, because right now there's something that is trending in the social media. And I'm sure you've seen it. Everyone's seen mm -hmm. it. Um, it's about the Asbury revival, right? right? So we were, since we're talking about revival, I just wanted to ask, what do you think is revival? Well, my favorite definition of revival is from Dr. Michael Brown, who's like a spiritual father to us. Mm -hmm. We got right with God during the Brownsville revival in Pensacola. Oh, so you were there? Yeah, we lived there for three years, okay. five, five years in Pensacola part of the revival for about three years. Wow. And this was Dr. Michael Brown's definition mm -hmm. of what is revival. Revival is a season of unusual divine visitation resulting in deep repentance, supernatural renewal, and sweeping reformation in the church, mm -hmm. along with the radical conversion of sinners in the world often producing moral, social, and even economic change in the local and national communities. If you want to say a shorter way of what is revival, I think it was Leonard Ravenhill who said, revival is when God gets so sick and tired of being misrepresented, he shows up himself. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's a suddenly movement where mm -hmm. God comes in. It's always in response to prayer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But then the Lord comes in and there's radical transformation. Yeah, I, I love that you said that it is always, um, like, prayer is always involved when it yes. comes to revival. I think that's one thing that every Christian should take note of. Right. It's not some. 
I mean, based on what I know so far, because yeah. I, I do read books, I do read about um, the different types of revival that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes in our church, we would pray for revival. Right. During the uprising, we cried out for sure, revival sure. to broke down here in the Philippines. And if we were to look back and look at the patterns, it's always, there is always um, preceded yes. by prayers. And um, yeah, so well then, if revival is preceded by prayers, this is just a random question. Would you say that we're not praying enough? Or I mean, we do pray. We go to a prayer meeting. We've been sure. praying here in the Philippines for many years. Um, there's an organization called Intercessors for the Philippines. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard. So they are a group of people who've been praying for 30 plus years sure. already. Would that mean that we're lacking in, in prayer, or is there something more? Um, what like, what causes revival? What would you say causes it, or is it different from um, different seasons? Is it case to case basis? Right. I think one of the aspects of revival. I think it was D. L. Moody, who said that man's responsibility and God's sovereignty are like two parallel lines mm-hmm. that run against to, next to each other. In this life, they never intersect, but in heaven, they intersect. Why God sends revival is always going to be a mystery to us. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, he's sovereign, mm-hmm. and he can do whatever he wants without asking our opinion. But then he says, if my people which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. And there's many scriptures that are talking about revival and awakening taking place. And it always has to do with the church taking personal responsibility for our sin. And as we repent, as we become a people of prayer, intercession we we stand in the gap and we say lord on earth as it it is is in heaven heaven. i believe that god knows the right time to pour out Mm -hmm. but then also i i do believe in in the book of revelation talks about that there's a bowl of the prayers of the saints and i feel like sometimes that bowl has to accumulate with prayer before God just Dips gets so over. excited and to me he kicks it over. <laughs> not tip it over, but kicks it over. Because I think God <laughs> wants revival more than we do. He says, I'm not willing that any should perish, mm-hmm. but that all would come to repentance. So yeah, I do believe that we have to pray. Jesus said my house should be called a, a house, house of, of prayer. prayer. But much of the church was even right before 2020 in the COVID was very you comfortable. know yeah comfortable you know just dying out churches mm-hmm. were having their programs and their meetings but we forgot the why, the why. you know what are, why are we doing what we're doing and i think with covid and all the restrictions around the world it made us look inward and i heard a lot of people quote psalm 91 Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And God never takes shortcuts. Mm-hmm. So if he says it begins in the secret place of the Most High, right? I think that's where we're going to get our vision, like Isaiah did, and where the Lord touches us, cleanses us, and then he uses us. 
in whatever way that he desires. So Asbury has a history of revival. Yep, I, I also read that. <laughs> oh, man, throughout the, the last hundred years, there's been small moves of God, the most notable one in 1970, but then this one has exploded. There's been over, you know, 20,000 plus people on grounds and just... It's been a few days already. Oh, yeah. They're still there. And then spread to other campuses. Yeah, I, I also, also saw that on the news that other campuses are also having their right. revivals. And I just caught on something that you said earlier. You said something about repentance. Yes. So would you say that it is also important for people to repent? Yeah. For revival to happen. Yes. I think we take ownership. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite scripture verse is Matthew 3, verse 8. And it's John the Baptist preaching to everybody there, especially the religious leaders, saying, produce fruit in while keeping, keeping with repentance. repentance. I got that revelation when we were in our first year in Pensacola. Mm -hmm. Because every night we had a call of repentance. And I thought, well, okay, I'm saved. You know, I'm right with God. And there's issues that keep coming up in my mind and my heart with me and my wife and how I talk to people and my attitude and character that God deals with that I need to repent from. But am I needing to get saved every time? Or am I saved and there is a renewing of my mind that God has given me an ability through repentance as a lifestyle to be able to produce the fruit of the kingdom? Because a lot of times people think, well, I, I already repented. I already repented. Why do I need to repent again? Or they get under condemnation and guilt and they feel like, oh, I'm always needing to repent and, mm -hmm. and get resaved. Mm -hmm. But I believe God is a father. Mm -hmm. And if we're honest with him and we don't allow ourselves to become enslaved to sin again, we may have a little sin in our life, but I don't believe that's going to. God's going to send people to hell because, you know, they got angry at somebody while they were driving. You know, God is holy and he has high standards, mm -hmm. but he's also a God of understanding and truth of our immaturity. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we compare ourselves to men and women of God who've been doing this for 40 years or more. Mm -hmm. And yet they've had so much time to be in the word prayer, cultivate intimacy with God, walk in obedience. So we, we need to, you know, have the understanding of being hungry for the word and not allowing ourselves to get enslaved to sin, but understand as sons and daughters, God disciplines those whom he loves. Mm -hmm. well, let me just add to what you said. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember that one time I was doing a, a study and um, that same verse that bear fruit in keeping with repentance uh, a certain pastor said I think it was Pastor Francis Frangipan uh -huh. he said that um, when you say in keep bear fruit in keeping with repentance is that if before I was um, let's say frugal mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't like give my money so I would repent to, to God and ask him Lord forgive me for being so frugal for not giving and then you repent of that same mm -hmm. sin up until you bear fruit in that sin so if before yeah. i am frugal i keep on repenting about it up until the day comes where i am no longer frugal but but i am also generous sure you're producing fruit exactly, exactly. so it's like we plant the seed in and then the we soil water it. 
and then we cultivate it. We water it. We trim it. We allow it to grow. You know, sometimes, you know, when we think of producing fruit, we want the tree to grow in a week. Where the fact is, God's called us to be oaks of righteousness. You know, an oak tree is huge (laughs) and producing thousands and thousands and thousands of acorns. But just to begin to produce one is probably the hardest thing. But once you do, you start seeing that there's a kingdom pattern where God has access to us. So I believe that God calls us to be oaks of righteousness. Mm -hmm a planting of the Lord. He wants us to not be some small little branch coming up. And that takes time to become a massive oak tree. And oak trees are known to produce thousands and thousands and thousands of acorns. But to produce that one acorn, (laughs) that very first one, might seem like, am I ever going to do anything like that? But we know that When we get born again, the Lord is not asking us to produce the fruit of the or or spiritual gifts right away. He's asking us to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And so many focus on spiritual gifts. I don't I don't have words of knowledge and Mm -hmm. prophecy and miracles happening right away. Well, that's like some of the meat. Mm -hmm. It's not difficult for God, but it's difficult for us because we've never had to live that way. Exactly. But then when we produce the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, those are the little acorns <laughs> that give us confidence that as we grow, other people will pull from and taste and see that the Lord is good from our fruit. And then we'll produce those other things, not because God is not able but because he's not going to take shortcuts to us and put us on a platform Mm -hmm. that's going to cause us to fall farther Mm -hmm. away from him. Yeah. He's a good father. He knows what he's doing. That's one of the things that I learned um, when you said that God is going to put us in a platform where we can fall. Sometimes there are things that the Lord really wants to give us. Yeah. Uh, When you said that God wants your Bible more than we do. Yeah. That is true. But the Lord wanted to make sure that if He gives it to us, we will not be the one to destroy the very things that we prayed for in the first place. Yeah. Well, going back and talk about what revival is, how Mm -hmm. do you think one sustains a revival? You know, there's a lot of question right now from people, critics, saying, is Asbury a revival? And I have no doubt that it is. Mm -hmm. And And it is because... People are worshiping. People are repenting. There's public confession. People are are getting right with each other. It happens suddenly. Mm -hmm. And then people are coming, being drawn, and it's not something anybody organized. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, that is an earmark of revival that what else would it look like? You know, if those things are what we saying revival should look like, then when it's happening, why not say this is revival? I think we're afraid to call something revival because... We're afraid that we will not be able to sustain it. Right. Like, we're thinking it's just going to be this huge, massive, uncontrollable thing where the fact of the matter is, revival begins in our heart. Wow, that's, that's good. And so... You know, we were part of Brownsville. Mm-hmm. And in Brownsville, we did not initiate the revival. 
let me say this. We were not part of the team that helped, prayed, and agreed with God for revival. God always initiates the fire. Mm -hmm. We're called to sustain it. And we were not there originally. So when revival broke out in 95, we didn't come until 1998. Mm -hmm. And while we were there, we really were benefactors of the revival, but we were not the intercessors. We were not the initiators of, of any such thing. So now that it's been well over 20 years since that revival, the revival's never left my heart. Um. Like I still burn and... Now I'm. I don't want to just be a benefactor of revival. You want to be. I want to be the intercessor. I want to right the initiator, intercessor. I want to be the one who is agreeing and saying, God, you have continued to reveal yourself, and I have seen the fruit of repentance in my life, in my marriage, in my kids, in our ministry, and I know it's all because of the Lord, Mm -hmm. but Lord, there's more. So how do we sustain that? Well, we believe and we remain faithful in doing what we know we're responsible to do. And we leave the rest to the Lord. Amen. We don't beat ourselves up or say who's uh, got the anointing and who doesn't or, Mm -hmm. or who's the revivalist and who's not. I think we just need to praise God that. If he pours out his spirit, it's him. Exactly, exactly. One of the things that we need to remember is that it's not really about us. Right. It's about God. And even our, the inclinations of our heart to search for him, it it is his tugging in our heart, right? So we cannot really, like, sustain it. That's right. (laughs) It's the Lord who sustains it. We love because he first loved us. Exactly. That's God's pattern. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to set us free and then give us the necessary tools for the next steps. Mm -hmm. Then he teaches us how to walk, how to feed ourselves, take care of ourselves. And we mature and we keep maturing and we keep believing for the Lord to do things that we can't do. Mm -hmm. Then this is what comes next. So what? do we do as a church or as Christian if we do experience revival what's what happens next what do we do after after revival takes place yeah you know while revival was going on in Pensacola I was amazed at how the leaders sustained five years of revival so there's a lot of people who say they have revival going on because there's crowds of people or there is popularity or whatever but the fact is revival is not sustained just by success Mm -hmm. revival is sustained sustained by biblical pattern of living and understanding that we cannot make this happen so we want to be grateful for whatever is happening and honoring the lord so i would say worship prayer you know staying hungry for the word keeping relationships open Mm -hmm. you know keeping our eyes and our thoughts pure and holy evangelism evangelism i mean if if we're not evangelizing and we're not praying that's a pretty good indication that we need revival but if we are experiencing personal revival or corporate revival During the revival again in Pensacola, the amazing thing was while services were going on and there could be three to five thousand people at any meeting any given night for Mm -hmm. five years, 
at the same time, the students of the school of ministry were going out two, three, four days a week, 300 people at a time on the streets of Pensacola doing evangelism. Wow. So we saw the power of God mm -hmm. outside the building and inside, inside the building. And many of those people came to the Lord, ended up going through the school of ministry. And I mean, I know people, I was talking with somebody the other day who are missionaries in Mexico and, and you know, China and, and Iraq and different places, and their lives were totally changed. And yet over the years, even though the meetings have stopped in Pensacola, they took that fire with them and started spreading it wherever they went. Just like you did. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that is actually... Um, the heart of it the heart of the father of course is that no one should perish right. and if we are able to experience revival in our places or in our hearts you just really cannot contain it that you right. have to have other people experience the same mm. thing that's that's a very good takeaway and I think yeah. um, that is something that a lot of us should should um take note of especially when you said earlier that before the pandemic churches were just like, doing their own things in right. the four corners of their churches mm -hmm. and it's really important for the church to go out yeah and evangelize you know john piper said that missions exist because worship does not and that's such a great point and to me, the fruit of any great revival is its missions movement. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to say we have revival, then, okay, what are the fruit of that? What does it look like? You know, are there souls saved? Are there people discipled? Are there missionaries sent out? Are there marriages and families mm -hmm. reconciled and healed? And I, I really believe that since the day of Pentecost up until now, there have been different different signs and wonders of revival and awakening throughout the centuries to help the church to walk in obedience. Mm -hmm. That's what Charles Finney said about revival is that I wish we didn't need these excitements, speaking of revival, but that we would just walk in obedience. So God helps us with revival to, to stay on track. In obedience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just remember uh, this is one of the stories that we normally hear during the uprising or J-Rev if you're if you've um, right. attend or I know you're connected right. with them um, the Moravians oh, so yeah. they started this very long revival and the fruit of it is that it sent out a lot of missionaries throughout the, the world. world that that eventually touched and changed a lot of lives yes. and and even when you said about um, the the New Testament church, mm -hmm. right after they received the Holy Spirit, the next thing that they did is they were out in the streets, right? Absolutely. They spilled out in the streets. And, and that's what Peter did. They come out of the upper room, mm -hmm. and immediately there's a crowd there, and he starts preaching. It says, this is what was prophesied by the prophet Joel. Mm -hmm. The last days I poured my spirit upon all flesh, right? He starts preaching and he says, repent every one of you, you know, and you'll receive the renewal of the Holy Spirit, right? And 3,000 people get added to the church. And then they just, they immediately go back to prayer and communion together, community, mm -hmm. fellowship, gathering, house to house in the temple daily. You think about, 
why that sustained revival, why that revival moved from Jerusalem to Judea, Samaria, the ends and, of the year. Yes, exactly. That was Jesus' vision. It was the pattern, yep. really. He said, this is what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. Wow, I learned a lot today, Kuya Eric. And um, are there any last words that you might want to tell our viewers about sure. um, this topic that we're talking about? Yeah, I would encourage you as the waves of revival are coming to shore mm -hmm. to jump in. <laughs> Don't hold back. Now is the time to press in. We saw during the COVID season, the restrictions and lockdowns, that evangelism and missions was tried to be shut down by the enemy around the world. Now it's time to pick up the torch of revival from those men and women who've laid their lives down and for you and I to pursue the Lord with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. I believe God wants revival in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. I believe He wants it in the nations. I believe some of you listening to us today, God is has a personal revival to you that one day you're going to look back and say, this is how the Lord got me to China. This is how the Lord got me to Iraq. This is how the Lord got me to Africa or even America. Revival, that's what God's doing in your heart. Stay hungry. Seek His face. There's more. Thank you. <laughs> yes, there's more. Everyone, um, I just wanted to encourage everyone that what's happening in Asbury, that the same Holy Spirit working there right now. I can see a lot of my friends posting it on in Facebook and they're saying, Lord, let it happen to us. Yes. This is an assurance. The same Holy Spirit that worked in the Bible, in the New Testament, in the revivals that we've read in mm -hmm. the history, and even now in Asbury, is the same Holy Spirit that we have available mm -hmm. with us. So it yes. is available to us. It is available to us just the same, right? Absolutely. So um, we thank you for listening, and um, we'll see you again next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Revival Cry with Eric Miller. Please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more or partner with our missions work around the world, please visit us at revivalcry.org. I look forward to being with you next week.